Olympics are upon us. Every four years, the greatest athletes from around the globe are called upon to represent their country in the world's biggest sporting event. Who better to tell us about the pressures and joy of competing in the summer games than Olympic veteran and Taekwondo champion Monsoon del Rosario. Catch Monsoon in the next episode of Brief Awakening. Over a cup of coffee, we can travel with our words. The espresso shoots me up. The surrounding is the blur. Good morning, Brewsters. I'm Mix Bustos, and you're watching Brood Awakening. The Tokyo Olympics are underway, but uh, as we all know by now, the one-of-a-kind summer games is being played behind closed doors due to the pandemic. But that's not going to stop the greatest athletes in the world from vying for gold, especially our Filipino athletes, who are hoping to end our Olympic gold medal drought. Here to tell us more about the joys and pressures of performing as a national athlete is Taekwondo icon and 1988 Olympian, Monsur. Kong Mansur, thank you so much for joining us here on Good Awakening. Morning, sir. Morning. Morning, Migs. Morning to all your listeners. This is a new show, huh? Good yes. Awakening. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank the you. The last time I guested with you was, uh, I guess that was when they, they didn't kick us all out of ABS-CBN. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was enjoying, of course, those pre-pandemic days when uh, we would get to chat with each other in the ANC studio. Thank you so much. Common, sir, and with uh, all the connections that we've established. And now we are here uh, in a Brood Awakening and we're going to talk about the Olympics. I just want to ask you first before I get into your experience as an Olympian. I want to get your thoughts first on this generation of Olympians as they are now in Tokyo. Common, sir. Well, uh, they're luckier now. They, they have more allowances, more benefits. Uh, they got bigger prices if they, you know, garner medal. Uh, it's easier to to check out opponents. You got the internet, you got uh, Facebook, you got uh, YouTube. You can, uh, you know, find out what's happening uh, around the world easily and how they're training. Yung, you can scope your your fight, your mga kalaban mo, pwede mong tingnan at mapag-aralan. So, Unlike our time, there was no social media, there was no internet. So you really, you know, parang you don't know what to expect. Hindi mo alam kung gaano gumalaw yung kalaban mo, how he fights, how he, what are what is his record is, you know, he's won medals, you don't know how he won it. Uh, so you can't really study your opponent unlike now you can you can really figure out your opponent and see see what his weakness is and what his strengths are. So yeah, for me, uh, it's not as uh, it's not as a scary, and uh, it's still exciting, but it's not as scary as you know. You kind of know what to expect, unlike before, unexpected. Parang parang si swimming ka, may pating kaya rito, may waya kaya rito. <laughs> yung hindi mo alam, lalangway ka dito, delikado ba tong river na to? So 
Unlike now, medyo mapag-aralan mo yung kalaban mo. What are the pros and cons of that? Well, uh, your secrets will be exposed. You can easily be figured out, ah, okay, left leg lang to. Ito walang right leg. Ito umiikot left leg. Hindi umiikot right leg niya. Paano natin to i-block? Paano natin to i-counter? Uh, ito, hindi masyadong aggressive. Itong player, ganito maglaro. Unlike before, uh, or if you've seen each other or fought each other in previous years, then you would know. But if he's a new player, like some some international competition, may bago na lang, may bagong player lalabas. And then, you know, while you're fighting or you're coaching, you have to check out in the other court, tingnan mo yung laro niya. Yung laro ng isang ng isang player ng ng isang country kasi Mexico. Sino manalo diyan? Yan ang mga kalabang ko. And then pag-aralan natin kung ano ang kanyang style, paano siya maglaro, paano siya pumupuntos. So, para, pero you only find out during that day. This day, this time, ito mapaghandaan mo. Yan ang pros, mapaghandaan mo yung kalaban mo. Unlike noon, hindi mo mapaghandaan. Ang con, right. ang con naman, ang cons, ang cons naman siguro uh, I, I think it's all good good eh. uh, the only thing is i think now uh, that, well i i don't like that new style of taekwondo let me put it this way uh their new style of fighting the which a lot of the old school fighters call foot fencing that's why the new term came out the old school taekwondo fighter and new school taekwondo fighter the old school was really the martial art more powerful uh, a lot of knockouts, a lot of broken bones, a lot of uh, teeth coming out. Uh, you know, you puke blood. I mean, it was really, uh, really, really devastating and really painful. But Kumbaga, that was thought, a pure. Yeah, it's pure. almost like I, it's almost like blood sport. You know, wala pang UFC nung time na yon. Eh. 1982, right. wala pang UFC. I fought till 1988 or 89, wala pang UFC. The UFC came out in the 90s na and it pumutok na yan in mga mga 2000 na. So, you know, there was no mixed martial arts pa. And uh, that was the that and Muay Thai were the most I think uh full contact martial arts combat sports back then. Well, of course boxing, no, is a is a combat sport. So, and uh, taekwondo back then if you you talk or talk or interview other old fighters and if you meet uh, Taekwondo people who have trained in the martial art for a long time, they'll, they'll see the difference. Although, uh, it's much safer now. The Olympia, the uh, International Olympic Committee, uh, they, they're the ones who ask for the new system of scoring. Kasi nagkagulo noon eh. And uh, na medyo mababand na yung Taekwondo sa Olympics for a, because of a certain incident with a player and another player and a referee. Muntik na grumble sa loob ng court. Uh, and uh, the electronic armor came out, the electronic headgear came out. So, nag-iba yung style lang laro, naging front, front foot uh, kicking ng kadalasan. So, when you see the taekwondo fights now, it's all front leg, front leg. A lot of front leg kicking, then a lot of snapping kicking. I mean, I could have except also in that style of fighting, but it's kind of like, it's not going to make you survive in the streets. You know, parang to me, eh, that style of kicking. So you still have to mm. practice the old school training method of fighting if you really want to be a powerful taekwondo fighter. 
Well, well, obviously, in competition-wise, uh, now that we're talking about it, I just want to ask something about it also, for, uh, Sir Mansour. Uh, we're talking about the evolution, not not necessarily evolution, but maybe the change in dynamic of competition. But that, does that necessarily change the way a fighter is? Kung naging ganun na yung style, di ba? Well, a, fi- a fighter would be a fighter because it's still a combat sport. You still have to step in the ring and fight and kick each other out. Although... It's much. Uh, it's not as as uh, as deadly as before, as painful as uh, or as uh, scarier as before. Because before you'd see a lot of fighters coming out of the ring with stretchers, or sometimes they can't walk anymore, and sometimes they're just banged up too much for one one fight. They can't even continue after an hour to fight the second fight. So uh, and before it was three minutes, three rounds, and there were no protective gears. There was no headgear, no mouthpiece. Uh, no arm guards, no shin guards, uh, no foot protector. Uh, there were no rubber mats that you see on the floor. Uh, they, they didn't have that back then. It was, you know, just an armor. It was very thin and a groin guard. And you you kick each other's guts out. I mean, really, really painful. And then you have to go on. Every hour you have to fight and fight until you reach the finals. So it was very different. But still... The fact that you're stepping in the ring and fighting with all those protective gears and the, the style of uh, scoring change is still fighting. I mean, the, the, the fighting attitude and the, the, the perseverance and the indomitable spirit of an athlete, it's still tested. It's just in a more uh, less painful and not as... Hindi ka masyadong masakan at hindi ka na masyadong... Uh, my knockout. You see, no, you don't see too many knockouts anymore, or no stretcher. Right. No, hindi hindi na masyadong uh, devastating sa body. Yung hindi ka na masyadong magugul. Magugul pika, matatalo ka pero hindi ganong karabi na. Unless right. talagang napakabano mo maglaro. Na talagang <laughs> masasaktan ka. You can't put a beginner like a yellow belt or a blue belt against a black belt. Talagang then you'll see a knockout. Magugul right. talaga kasi you don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, Kongmon, sir, speaking of tests, of course, these times have been a true test to all the athletes. The Olympics have been put to a test. And finally, natuloy na ang Olympic Games. And right now, we just want to get a perspective on how is it like. Of course, this situation is unique with the COVID protocols, etc. But we want to get a perspective on what's it like to go to the Olympics. You were in Seoul in 1988 uh, as a 24-year-old. If you can remember what was it like, you know, traveling... Preparing taekwondo was still a demo sport back then. What's the experience like, uh, Sir Mansur? Well, you know, back then, uh, for me, it was a dream because people were telling me I was wasting my time, training six to seven, eight hours a day, wasting my life. Why am I trying to uh, achieve the uh, impossible? We're only third world country. We're only Philippines. We're from Southeast Asia. You know, uh, the Filipino athlete, especially in Taekwondo, was new. It was impossible to qualify and make it to the Olympic Games. And some of my friends already graduated from college. Some of them are already working. Some already went abroad. They already had good jobs. And, you know, of course, they were teasing me. Oh, high school, nakadobok ka. College, nakadobok ka. Kami nagtatrabaho, naka-taekwondo uniform ka pa rin. 
hanggang pag makikita ka namin, yung pa rin yung ginagawa mo. Ano mo? Ano ginagawa yun mo? Ano ginagawa mo? Ano ang pinagkabalahan mo? So, ito, nagte-trading pa rin. I'm, I'm hoping to win to the Olympics. Eh, you know, it was hard because na parang we were the first, eh, Stephen Fernandez and myself, were the first two Filipino to ever qualify and compete in the Olympics for Taekwondo in the Philippines. So, there were a lot of challenges preparing and uh, getting to the Olympics. Second, uh, you had to win the World Championships. You had to win the Asian Games. You had to win the Sea Games. You had to go to your own qualifying uh, tournaments and events because only the top 16 fighters of your division get to go to the Olympics. So, like I belong to the lightweight division. So, kailangan makapasok ako sa 16, top 16 fighters in the world. And, uh, syempre, pag na-qualify, like si Kurt Barbosa, when he qualified in Aman Jordan, beating the hometown favorite in the last dying seconds, and uh, alusot siya, that's uh, an achievement by itself. And to think this, this boy has only been in the Philippine team for two years, and he's already mm-hmm. achieved, you know, going to the Olympics. It took me... Maybe uh, close to six, uh, six years. Yeah, six years, 82, 82, 83, 85, 86, 87, 88. Yeah, six to seven years uh, to, to make it, to, to qualify to the Olympic Games. And siyempre, pag uh, nandun ka na, iba na. Kasi uh, you'll be rubbing elbows with the best athletes in the world. Andun si Carl Lewis, andun si Ben Johnson, andun si Florence Griffin Joyner, andun si Greg Luganis. Andun uh, si Roy Jones Jr. Nakita ko pa si Arnold Schwarzenegger, nanonood ng diving. Tapos eh, lahat ng uh, klaseng uh, sports pwede mong panoorin kasi I don't know how it is now. Pero nung panahon namin, ipakita mo lang yung ID, athlete, Philippines, uh, sport, taekwondo. Uh, okay, enter, enter. Mapanood kaya kami ni Stephen. Lahat ng games, ikot kami ng ikot. Tapos yung mess hall, 24 hours. Especially nung after na nung naroon namin. Pero before niyan, wala kaming labas. Training, pahinga. Training, pahinga. Training, pahinga. Tapos laban na. Eh, unfortunately, pareho kaming uh, hindi nakalusot. Puro Koreano kalaban namin. Parang kung ano nangyari kay Kurt. Pero yung sa akin, at least sa quarterfinals na nakatapat yung Koreano for, for the bronze na sana. Pero wala. World champion din kalaban namin. Uh, last. Eh, hirap talaga labanan yung yung world champion tapos it was in Korea pa sport pa nila and at that time they were pretty dominant talaga I mean they really uh, swept the gold medal uh, tally sila talaga nag-dominate lahat unlike now 32 years later eh, hindi na ma-dominate ng Korea ang Taekwondo kita mo tong uh, player ng division ni Kurt Barbosa natalo siya sa Tunisia I didn't expect that Sabi ko, ah, may chance pa to si Kurt. Aabot pa to ng finals. Seeded number one. Natang sa Tunisia. That goes to show you na Taekwondo is not dominated by the Koreans anymore. It's, right. you know, very widespread and there's so many uh, good players already around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I go to my next question, of course, saying hello and good morning. Elmer Gregorio, sabi niya, awesome sir, my idol. And uh, saying hello to Miss O. Sabi niya, Olivia Yao, go, 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 Philippine athletes. Sabi niya, Sir Monsur, thank you for sharing your time and talents for our wonderful special needs children 
of the A Child's Dream Foundation. We really oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was one of my uh, uh, projects when it, during the pandemic. I, I was uh, mm. doing a taekwondo class for free for uh, kids who have autism, who have Down syndrome, uh, special kids. So, you know, to get them do some activities. And then see si Elmer, uh, brother ko yan sa Taekwondo Black Belt Brotherhood. Uh, nice, TBB nice. Junior ko He's one of the best TBB Juniors I have. Uh, wow. He's on air. He's on air pala. Anyway, yes. uh, Brother Elmer, uh, have a nice day. At hindi na umuulan. Ma- yes. Kapag-training na tayo ng maayos. Alright. Good morning to you, uh, Miss O, uh, Olivia Yao, Elmer Gregorio, of course, and to our EP, uh, Benny Benitez. Hello and uh, good morning to you. Alright, so now... Sir Mansur, when we come, when we talk about the Olympics, di ba, demo sport pa lang siya nung, nung 1988. 1988, Taekwondo, it was being introduced in Seoul. But how was it like? Was it, meron bang classification? Meron bang para sa, ah, demo sport? Ito yung, kwari, basketball, volleyball, etc. Or was it also the same level of, kumbaga, impact and importance uh, when it came to the Olympics? Well, it's the same level, same impact, except that uh, if you win a medal, it wasn't part of the tally for your country. Like mm. uh, our bowling athlete, si Ariane Sardinia, she won the gold. We already had a gold medal in the Olympics back in 1988. She was my teammate and we celebrated the Bridge, her gold medal win. Pero pagdating sa country, hindi sinasama yung medal na yan kasi demonstration sport. So even if I medaled in the Olympics, it won't be part of the tally uh, tally of medals for your country. Kasi demonstration right. sport lang siya eh. So, but the importance they gave you, uh, you're still an Olympic athlete because you still had to go to quali- a lot of qualification rounds to make it. And back then, when Taekwondo was introduced to the world, people were curious. Jampak yung Colosseum, nagulat ako. Well, sa bagay, it was in Korea and it's mm. their sport. So, sinuportahan ng mga Koreans talaga pag tawag Philippines, Manuel Monsoon and Rosario III, Blue Corner, labas ka ng stadium, paglabas mo, wow, wow. namin tao. <laughs> Tapos, ah, nagchichir, Korea, Korea. Sabi ko, magugulpi ako dito, Korea. Kaya dami ng kalabang, Korea po ang napili ko. Sabi ko, pwede ba naman, ah, one na lang. Uh, USA or uh, Canada. Para neutral or, kahit paano. <laughs> oh, 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 so, uh, lintik ang pressure. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you already know na medyo tagilid ako dito, Koreano to. Kasi they were really very strong back then. But, uh, an experience that will live in your heart forever. I mean, every four years, somehow, you millennials or I don't know if you're considered a, a millennial. Uh, still remember the old dinosaurs like us and find us to be interviewed. Sabi nga ni Stephen Fernandez, Mon, ako naman na ini-interview naman sa kabilang station. Ako naman dun. O, tapos na ako. Ako naman daw next week ang i-interviewin. So, parang nagpipipong kami ni Stephen Fernandez kasi curious nga sila because we were the first two uh, taekwondo fighters of the Philippines to ever make it in the Olympics. So, right. naging kuwang kami, naging parang, oh, tinawagan ka ba? Oh, ikaw rin ba? Oh, oh, oh sige. Oh, i-share mo yung stories mo. 
Uh, yung yung i-share mo lang yung kwan yung official story hindi yung kapiliwan natin sa Olympics <laughs> which 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 will uh, make me segue to my next question dito man sa salary mga ganun pero what is it like inside the Olympic Village oh well it's a uh, it's like being in heaven because uh, especially when your coach uh, goes back to the Philippines you know and uh, parang says okay you're on your own you behave your games are over and there's no more like a warden in jail checking on you did you sleep wake up train oh what are you what are you doing uh, uh watch what you eat or whatever so parang nakalabas ka sa haula na wala na wala na wala na si boss wala na makakalabas na tayo especially so, after your after na after na nung laro after, oh, na. after na nang laro after na okay punta, punta natin mga boxers Guluhin natin, puntahan natin yung mga judo players Guluhin natin, puntahan natin sino pa nandyan uh, Puntahan natin mga swimmers Kausapin natin, puntahan natin uh, yung mga track and field athletes o, Ano saan nang laro nila, support natin sila Ganon. Tapos ano panoorin natin today? Nagigutom ako, anytime, punta ka Ano gusto mo, Chinese food, Korean food, Japanese food, American food ah, Punta ka lang sa mesol, ang daming tao And then makikita mo yung mga superstar athletes doon kumakain tapos pa-picture ka doon, punta ka doon. Tapos gusto mo mag-tour sa Korea, may tour din. Well, ako, I really was going out watching all the sports because I wanted to mm. see the high-level competition of, of other sports because I, I wasn't exposed to uh, watching all the other sports, you know. Uh, when we go to the World Championships, it's just Taekwondo. Asian Championships, is just Taekwondo. Uh, although, when I went to the Asian Games, I was able to watch the other sports. I went to the Asian Games, I was able to watch the other sports. But that's just Asian level and Southeast Asian level. Ito Olympics level. So this is like the world. So then you get to see like, wow, we're so behind. Grabe ang mga athletes sa ibang country, yung mga European country, sa mga North American countries, yung mga Middle East countries, magagaling din pala. Russian countries, ang gagaling din pala. Doon ka na, na flabbergasted na, wow, ang layo wow. pala. Kala ko magaling na ako. Ang dami palang magaling. Na... Mm. But ganito sila. Then you get to talk to them. Why is why are you so good? What is your system in your country? What do your what does your government give you when you win? What do you do? And then you know how do you train? Where do you train? Are you sent abroad to train? Do you just train in your country? Do you get important coaches? And you you get to learn. You know you yeah. get to learn and you get to figure out na I, I was doing everything wrong pala all this time. Oh wow, we we don't la- we don't we lack support. We don't have the support these guys have. If we have what these guys have, we'll probably do better. It was it was hard because you know, uh, we at that time we we didn't have much. We didn't have allowance. We didn't have uh, a prize. Uh, you know, I mean, it was really for the love of country and for the love of the sport. It was really, it's an amateur level. And the Olympics is an amateur level. You don't fight for money, so you sacrifice so much. And at the end, you tell yourself, man, what do I get out of this? You know, I got to start thinking of uh, my livelihood. How am I going to earn a living? You know, I can't keep, you know, depending on my parents. So, you know, things like that enter your mind. And if uh, there was a chance to make a living fighting and competing and you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, staying alive and paying bills, man, I probably would have not become an actor. I would have probably insisted right. I keep fighting until I'm 35 years old and I can't fight anymore or until 32 years old. I don't know. Until 
somebody beats me maybe and I said, okay, time's up. Maybe I, I'm pushing it too much. But right. I was I, I had to retire very young. Yeah, Sir Mansur, uh, leading off to that discussion, you were telling me earlier before we started, there was actually a conversation, um, you know, after the Olympics about your elders and superiors to get into the entertainment industry. <laughs> and that was kind of unique, right? That was kind of unique. It's the first time I've heard of that. And, you know, kinakwento mo yung ito pala yung mga factors. Diba, ng ibang bansa, ito yung factors natin. Okay. Does that tie all up, tie it all up with you going in into acting and, you know, promoting the sport? Well, uh, that time, I, I did not see their objective na how is it gonna help? I did not see... Uh, I wasn't, and then I didn't believe that I could achieve such thing. I mean, I, I, I said, that's really impossible. That's really hard to do. Unang-una, I got a weird name. Who, who the hell calls his son Monsur? There's no Monsur na Filipino name, right? And, well, that's from my grandfather because my grandfather's Turkish. Uh, the mother of my dad is Turkish. The name Monsur is a Turkish name. It means victory in English or victorious. So I said, it's, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, to achieve what the Korean masters asked me to achieve, Dr. Un Yung Kim, the late president of the World Taekwondo Federation, uh, um, Grandmaster Sun Chun Hong, the father of Philippine Taekwondo. They're the ones who, who pushed me to enter the movie industry. And like I said, I was a reluctant actor because I didn't speak Tagalog. I'm Ilongo. I'm Provinciano from Negros Occidental. I was... Uh, born in Manila, but I was raised there. I grew up there. I went to school there. And uh, I came to Manila. I wanted to test myself against the best Taekwondo fighters in the Philippines. And uh, until I made it to the Philippine team and I, you know, I became team captain and, you know, I won several international competitions for the country. And uh, I, I didn't think that uh, I would succeed as an actor because, uh, first of all, I don't come from a show business family. I don't know anything about the culture of the movie industry. Uh, I like action movies. I like fi doing fight scenes in, in foreign movies. I mean, as a part-time job or extra or get it just for fun of it. But to make it career, I was really very hesitant. So, but uh, they kept telling me, persevere, persevere, because uh, they wanted my name to be synonymous to Taekwondo in the Philippines. And back then, uh, Taekwondo wasn't widespread. Unlike now, parang every basketball court you go and see, somehow there's a Taekwondo school near the basketball court in every province right now, in every city, in every municipality. I mean, I went all the way to um, um, Himamailan in Negros Occidental. They have, a Taekwondo, they have Taekwondo champions there and Taekwondo practitioners there. I mean, Taekwondo right now in the Philippines has 10 million members. That's a lot compared to back then. In, during our time, we were uh, thousands palang. There were only probably four gyms in, in Metro Manila. Unlike now, every city, Makati, Mandaluyong, San Juan, Las Piñas, Muntinlupa, uh, Quezon City, may dami ng Taekwondo instructors and gyms. So every year when we hold the General Assembly, padami na padami yung instructors. Some, already, some of them have already migrated to America, New Zealand, Australia, uh, some in Europe, and they've opened their schools. A lot of Taekwondo uh, instructors from the Philippines have taught in America and opened other schools also who are earning a you know good good living. 
So, sharing our secrets around the world. So, I guess it helped, no? Because the, what the Koreans wanted is when they mentioned the name Monsur del Rosario, they wanted people to say, oh, he's the Taekwondo guy. Oh, it's Taekwondo master or the Taekwondo expert. Because back then, they'd say, when they test, do you know Monsur del Rosario? They say, oh, he's the boyfriend of this actress. Oh, he's the boyfriend of this singer. Uh, then you're not yet famous. We want, when we say your name, we want to hear Taekwondo. Then after so many years, they'd say, oh, he's the karatista. Oh, he's the karate expert. Eh, you're almost Me. there. We don't want to hear karate. We want to hear Taekwondo. And I said, sir, it's so hard. I don't... Why other actors became famous shorter time than you? I said, well, they had to sleep with gay producers. They had to sleep with gay produ- directors. I don't want to do that. Uh, you know, I, I can't stomach that. I'm going to puke. You know, I'm a fighter. And I said, no, go, try, try. Until I, I finally got my break. When I got my break, my first three lead action movies did make money. And I said, man, and this, is not, this is not for me. Then they were saying, no, we'll figure out a formula. Maybe they don't like you in these roles, in that roles. And eventually I got to work with some Hong Kong directors. And I asked them, can you show, help me, you know, show off my martial arts skills? Because it seems like, uh, the local directors don't know, the fight directors don't know how to execute my martial arts skills. And when I worked with the direct, the late director, Phil Ko, he made me look like Jackie Chan. He made me look like Bruce Lee on screen. He, he made my martial arts skills come out like Hong Kong movies, uh, make them their fighters come out. And wow, that's when people started liking me and... Uh, I was getting a lot of detractors telling me, Yo, you're not cut out for this. You know, dito sa Pilipinas, ang gusto lang ng mga, mga tao nanonood ng pelikula, suntukan lang, barilan, hindi na kailangan mga sipa-sipa. But when my name uh, started uh, becoming popular and my movie started hitting and killing the box office, uh, there was a time when the late uh, Toron, si FPJ was uh, still alive, invited me to his premiere night, to, a mo- to his movie. And he said, sit down here with me and let's watch my movie. Then there was a scene in this movie. He was doing jumping, turning long, roundhouse kick, axe kick, mm. turn side. I said, Titoron, di na-adapt. ko Tapos yung mga tao sa sinihan, oh, parang si Monsur de Rosario, sumisipa si Idol. Si manager, sumisipa. Mm. Sabi niya, si alam ko gusto mo i-promote ang taekwondo. So tinulungan kita sa itong pelikula ko lang, surprise ko sa'yo, sumisipa ako, although dobo lang sumisipa para ma-promote ang taekwondo kasi yung anak ko ng training sa inyo. Si Senator Grace po ay sa taekwondo black belt. She trained wow. under Grandmaster Hong in uh, Viramol and she fought in the ring during high school for two years. So, uh, FPJ would come to the gym and, you know, pick up his daughter and then, you know, sometimes watch the daughter when the daughter would take his test, uh, her test. Si Titoron, ako yung payat na bata noon na nating-ting, nating-ting, nakikita kita noon sa gym, sinusundo mo yung anak mo. Ay, ikaw ba yun? So, ako yun, ako yun. So, ah, nag-artista ka pala, nag-artista ka na rin. Ah, yun. Then, he was very nice to me. Si wow. The late FP, the king of yes. action movies, was very nice to me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that is an uncommon uh, info or trivia that uh, Senator Grace Poe is actually the Taekwondo black belter. We I actually first heard, got, first heard yeah, it from you. Yeah, we actually got her uh, this year. I think was it this year or late last year? We put her in the honorary uh, Taekwondo Black Belt Sisterhood Batch 1. 
And mm. then Mig, Mig Subiri, Senator Mig Subiri, is also a Taekwondo black belt. We yes. also got him to be an honorary member of our fraternity, the Taekwondo Black Belt Brotherhood. I think we put him in batch four because him and Stephen Fernandez are about the same age and they kind of took their black belt uh, exam about the same year uh, in the 80s. So mm -hmm. we put him, uh, he, they're, they're both my junior in, in uh, Taekwondo because I come from batch three. So we put Miguel uh, Subiri in batch four and then see si, uh, Grace Po in batch one. But the mm. Taekwondo Black Belt Brotherhood came in later on. Uh, I think uh, 10 years after the Taekwondo Black Belt uh, Brotherhood uh, men had 10 batches already. They're my right. juniors. Mm. But uh, they're, they're both Black Belts in Taekwondo. Yeah. So jumping off from that conversation, um, you and entering into the entertainment industry to promote the sport, then eventually FPJ adapting it to his movies. One movie. One movie. Lang. One movie. One movie at, least, <laughs> at least one movie. You know, it was Yes, yes, yes. But can you say that Taekwondo Association was successful? In terms of promoting the sport, when they look back and then you and you look at it now, well, it's not my place to say it is. No, I think it's nice to talk to other Taekwondo students and instructors mm -hmm. and people who were involved with Taekwondo in the Philippines. But uh, I think uh, modesty aside, I think uh, yes, it became uh, a vehicle. Uh, the movie industry became a vehicle, and. Uh, the Philippine Taekwondo Association officials and myself, we worked hand in hand because I traveled the whole Philippines from Region 1 to Region 14 at the height of my popularity as an actor. And I went to, uh, uh, to all the public schools, all the private schools, and I did exhibitions and demonstrations of my skills. And I would get on the mic and I would encourage young grade school kids, high school kids who were still in school to try the sport and that I would into, uh, introduce the instructors of the school. I would introduce the instructors of each region, the head of each region. I did that all for free, MIGS. I would give uh, seminars. I would uh, give clinics. I would teach. And I, 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 I did not charge a single centavo. Uh, and Taekwondo grew in the provinces. And uh, wherever I go to any competitions, uh, even up to now, I get surprised that these young kids, they're not anymore my generation. They line up for five, six hours to, you know, for me to sign their black belt, their yellow belt, their headgear, their armor. And uh, man, I sometimes I tell myself, it's not my my time is over to inspire the young kids. It's not my time. I'm done. It should be the next generation inspiring the next generation. But somehow mm. they still seem to want to have a photo with me, have my autograph on their uniform. And it's a, uh, you know, Heartwarming that these kids, young kids, you know, maybe it's so funny. I, there's a story that I experienced in Pangasinan. I was sitting down watching the fighters and I was trying to see who I can get to pluck out from the province and say, oh, ito pwede mag-Philippine team to. Ikunin natin sa training pool ng national team. Itong bata, itong okay. Then I would hear on the mic, uh, Fighter Monsur, please come to the court A. Put your red armor on. You're ready to fight in the next fight. Sabi ko, but ako tinatawag. <laughs> Fighter Monsur. Then, sabi ko, sino yung Monsur? Then I would see a little boy 
Monsur De Castro, Monsur De Castro. Then, you wow. I want to I want to team. Then I go there. Pangalan mo talaga si Mo. Yes sir. Ilang taon ka na? 10 years old sir. Anong belt mo? Uh, junior black belt sir. Pa- paano ka naging Monsur? Sabi, eh, idol ka ng tatay ko. Pinangalan ako sa pangalan mo. So, then wow. this young boy fighting. I go, wow. 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 <laughs> anyway, it's quite flattering. And I, I say, may dugo ka rin, Turkish? Hindi, Pilipino. <laughs> Pure Pilipino. <laughs> ang galing, ang galing, ang galing. Uh, of course, Olivia is always uh, enjoying that conversation. Pero yun na nga, no? perhaps one of the rewards of what you put in Diba? Yung mga ganun, it's very flattering and you you mentioned about the name Monsur being synonymous to Taekwondo. It, maybe that's one of the examples on why it really stuck. Um, you know, great conversation, Sir Monsur, as always. Thank you so much for joining us here in Good Awakening. But lastly, sir, when we, when we talk about the current generation of Taekwondo athletes, now Kurt Barbosa, um, gallant stand, and of course, we are proud of the lone representative to Taekwondo, of course, from the Philippines. When we talk about the future competitions, right? Athletes like Kurt, more Taekwondo athletes competing at international stages. How do you see a piece Taekwondo in the 2024? Maybe that's too soon, but maybe in you know international competition and leading up maybe to 2024. You know, Biggs, uh, Kurt is still a young guy. Uh, he's only yeah. 21 years old. Uh his climb to the Olympics was actually quite fast. I didn't expect him to qualify and make it to the Olympic Games when he went to Amman, Jordan for the you know qualifying uh, tournament. I was expecting Pauline Lopez, Arvin Alcantara, Elaine Alora. They were more of the seasoned fighters. They were more of the veterans, the more experienced fighter. And I was thinking, you know, and I knew, I know, I know Pauline very well because the father is a good friend of mine. He was in the national yeah. team. He's my TBB junior. And I, I've seen Pauline's climb and that's really her dream to, to go to the Olympics. And I was hoping she would get it. Elaine already went to the Olympics. If ever she was going to repeat going back to the Olympics. I think she went two times already. And if she went this time, I think it will be her third time. That would also be a, a record. And uh, see, Arvin was also a pretty good fighter. I was thinking that he would also make it. Then when I heard that Kurt Barbosa made it, and he made it with the skin of his teeth that he almost lost, he was losing. And the last die seconds, he, he continued fighting and scored that point and made it and won. I had to, you know, go, out, go to YouTube and watch his fight and see how he, he won. And then I know him because I saw him fight in the 219C games. And I was very happy for him. And at the same time, of course, I was excited and worried and hoping that could strike a medal because the last time we said a, a Filipino man made it to the Olympics, a Filipino fighter, Taekwondo fighter athlete, was Chom Lee Go. Chom Lee Go was the last male Pinoy fighter that made it to the Olympics. Was in, yeah, he made it in uh, the Beijing Olympics, uh, 2008, 2008 Olympics. Yeah. So, ang tagal na, 2012, wala tayo. 2016, wala tayo. So, tama ba? Yeah. 12, 16. Mm-hmm. Sa two Olympics, wala tayong lalaki nag-qualify. Itong, itong Olympics lang. Now, if Kurt wants to go back and win, he he has to come back and uh, go through the same sacrifice, uh, focus on his training, don't get distracted with the 
things that can destroy your your health, your mental state, and um, concentrate on in whatever your school and then your training. You have another four years to go. You probably be what twenty five years old. I mean, it's really up to him, no. And hoping that uh, whatever he learned in this in this uh, experience he had in the Olympics, he would process it and learn from it. Because I still believe in our life, experience is still the best teacher. Of course, reading books would make you knowledgeable and you'd understand it. But until you experience, you, you know what it's like to be in the ring fighting. It's really different than just reading what it's like to be in the ring fighting. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean. And like you, you're you're a good uh, host. You're a good uh, sports analyst and sportscaster, and uh, you know you do your your job very well. You don't learn that really just by reading. You you gotta experience what you're doing to get better and better. So as the years go by, you the, the better you become, the more professional you become, because you're gaining experience. So you know uh, it's really up to these fighters and Kurt to do this, and then hopefully. He can inspire the next generation of young Taekwondo fighters. Pagod na ako mag-inspire sa kanila, matanda na, marupok na yung buto ko. Mag-senior citizen na ako, Migs. Hindi <laughs> ko na trabaho yun mag-inspire. Mag-inspire ko na sila. Sila na uh, mag-inspire sa sunod na mga henerasyon. Kung baga kung anong nagawa ko sa kanilang hener- generation, sila naman. Kung anong na- nagawa ko para sa kanila bilang role model, mag-motivate, mag-push, mag-excel, Sila naman, you know, this is the duty and responsibility of a great athlete, you right. know, to inspire his nation, to inspire the next generation, for them to do their best. You don't have to be, you know, inspire them to be just taekwondo. Just be the best of whatever you can. Excel whatever you do, like what you're doing. This is your job. You're really good at it. Be the best in what you're doing. And I'm happy. That's nation building, mix. And when I see people doing that, then, you know, hey, wow, somehow I've touched these people's lives and when I'm gone right. that's what they'll remember you for not for how much money you have and you know what car you drive you know it's it's people you really touch and you know uh, lives you touch thank you thank you and thank it, you for and, your and kind it, words yeah yeah. yeah. thank yeah. you for your kind that's words sermon tour yeah we really appreciate uh, your wisdom and experience uh, sharing it uh, to us here but lastly sermon tour if, you, if our viewers can get a taste of what it's like to be you know Inspired by you, of your inspiration. Sabi mo ka, marupo ka na, pero marami pa, marami, marami pang chance para makapag-inspire. What, what would be your message uh, to our viewers today, especially the ones who want to pursue taekwondo or any sport and to excel in it? Alam mo, Migs, kung meron lang 56 to 60 years old division na world championship, gugulpihin ko lahat ng taekwondo player sa edad na yan. <laughs> Kasi, I still, I still train. I still work yeah, out. I, I see. I see on your videos. I see on your yeah, videos. So, yeah. I, I still punch. I still uh, move pretty well for my age. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do a lot of uh, boxing moves. I do a lot of uh, taekwondo kicking moves. Uh, I mean, my fitness na lang and my self-defense, no? And my... Uh, my and I, uh, I love the sport and the art, right? I still do it for my own, my own, my own personal needs, na lang. Uh, but what I can say to the young athletes, uh, if you want to achieve greatness, I know the sacrifice is very hard, but you will not regret it when you get old and you know uh, you cannot say, "Man, I should have done that when I was young." Do it now, because. Like the, like the like the sport of oh 
Oh, yan, 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 yan si yan si Kwan, si Brother Elmer. Yan. Naawa ako sa kanya kasi nasasaktan daw siya masika. Mabigat pa daw yung sipa ko. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the right way. Well, yeah, that's one of my trainings. Ako na, I, still, I still do train. Uh, for them to sacrifice, uh, the sacrifices they're doing now, it's gonna pay pay off eventually when they grow old. Especially when, uh, you know, like like I always tell the, the athletes, Migs, or even, this is what I used to tell Stephen Fernandez when we'd sit down in the benches in La Salle and he'd say, ayoko na mag-taekwondo mo. Araw-araw, ito na lang ginagawa natin. Gusto ko maiba na ang buhay ko. Sabi ko, huwag ka mag-quit, huwag ka mag-give up. Balik ka sa Olympics. Kung makakabalik ka, makabalik ako, gusto kong bumalik. Pero hindi na ako pinapayagan. Ikaw na. Sabi niya, pag wala ka, hindi na masaya. Sabi ko, balik ka, Pen, because in the Philippines, there's very few Olympians. Very few. Maybe 300. Since 1924, only 300 Olympians. Maybe maybe 400. I don't know. But very, it's less than 1,000. Uh, much, much less than that. Olympic medalists we have in the Philippines. From 1924 up to now, probably around 12 medals only, MIGS. So little. And we don't even have a gold medal, gold medalist yet. Okay, I'm hoping maybe this Tokyo Olympics will strike one. I don't know. Uh, I keep I keep telling him, it's really a special thing to be an Olympian. And uh, I would tell him, you know, one uh, my classmates graduated now. They're working now. We're still here in school. We're still training. We've been doing this for years. I said, go back. If you win, you'll be one of the rare Filipinos we have in this country. Because look at it this way. I look at it this way. There's thousands of... Uh, lawyers, thousands of doctors, thousands of dentists, thousands of military officers, thousands of politicians, governors, senators, uh, congressmen, thousands of actors, thousands of actresses, uh, thousands of uh, architects. I mean, different professions, thousands. But how many Olympians do we have? More so Olympic medalists. You know, I said, this is something great. And when you go out, outside of the country and you go and meet foreigners and they say and you tell them you're an Olympian more so an Olympian and they're like wow yeah it's really great and coming from a third world country Southeast Asian country it's very rare so if you really want to be the best the sacrifices are, are not easy it's really hard I mean I I couldn't go out and enjoy being with my with my friends and drink the morning and go to the clubs and be with girls and meet girls no there was no such thing it was you know there were no i couldn't go to parties i mean but i love my sport I, it was even hard to be in a relationship and have a girlfriend because they won't understand you can't go out and have fun with them you have to sleep early wake up early you have to train and taekwondo is painful uh, for me at, at that time it's a combative sport and if you don't train you're gonna get beaten up i mean other sports i'm not putting them down I love all kinds of sports, but other sports, when you lose, you lose. Swimming, you lose, you feel bad. Track and field, you lose. Billiard, you lose. Chess, you lose. Whatever. Uh, cycling, you, you lose. But combative sport, you lose na. Tanggal pangipin mo, basag yung ilong mo, knockout ka. Bali yung buto mo, masakit. It's different. It's not for everybody. That's why others, they, they'll try it, then say, I know, I'll shift to another sport. Golf na lang ako. Uh, hindi pa masakit or something, you know. Iba yung combative sport. It's not for everyone. And if you don't train, oh, def- you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt because you have to learn how to defend yourself from attacks. And that's the difference between a martial arts sport 
or a combative sport to a non-combative sport. So for me, if you want to to be a great athlete, be prepared to 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 sacrifice. And there's going to be a lot of frustrations. There's going to be a lot of detractors. There's such thing as sports politics. There's such thing as palakasan. Sometimes they're not really qualified. Pero dahil malakas sila sa ganito, ganyan-ganyan, sila ang pinipili. You, you know, there are many times you'd want to give up when you lose, you get beaten up. I got knocked out twice in my career. And, you know, eh, parang, uh, is this really what I want? Iyakan ng bucket of tears. And parang, then you come back. You know, I mean, then later on, when you get older in life, you realize that whatever you've gone through and learned, it applies in life. Because not every day when you wake up, you have a good day. There are days you have a bad day. Not every day you go out there and, uh, you know, take the challenge that's being given to you, you win. There are days you lose. There are days, uh, there are times that you're supposed to win, but you get cheated out. And it happens in, in, in my, in my I've experienced that fighting in Nepal, fighting the team captain. And I was, the guy was running away from me. I was kicking him and still he won. And then back in the locker room, he comes to me and he goes, Rosario. He couldn't pronounce Monsur. He calls me Rosario. Uh, I know you won, uh, but I'm sorry that they gave the match to me. Uh, my king is watching and they told me, as long as I don't get knocked out against you, I will win. So how can you knock out a guy who's running away from you? He's just blocking them and I'm there attacking him and he still won. And You know, you get cheated out. And in life, you'll get cheated out. You'll get cheated out in election when you run for government position. You'll get cheated out uh, in a competition. Uh, you'll get cheated out in business. There's people that will, you know, excuse my language, screw you over. And and how do you bounce back from that? But being a fighter and, you know, uh, losing and coming back, there's a saying that I always say, when you learn to lose, you will know what it takes to win. Not only in sports, but in life. Right. There you have it. Mic drop. Real talk lang. And uh, of course, thank you, Mansur De Losario, for sharing your wisdom and experience. And as, as I mentioned, real talk. Enjoyed again conversing with you, Kong Mansur. And thank you so much for joining us here this morning. The kettle has whistled once again. We'd like to thank Mansur De Losario for joining us this morning. Cheers, sir. Good morning to thank you. you and have a yes, thank you for the coffee. Yes, Thank you for your coffee. Thank you for your coffee. Thank you for that. Thank, thank you for uh, sharing your experiences, your wisdom, and time. Uh, Samin dito sa Brood Awakening. Thank you so much. I'm Mix Bustos. We'll see you again in the next episode of Brood Awakening. Cheers, sir. Good morning. Bye-bye. Have a happy, morning. happy Monday ahead. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.